Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Dear racing fans, your friends at Los Alamitos Racecourse thank you, the wonderful thoroughbred L.A. listeners, for your continued support and wish you the happiest of holiday seasons and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to ring in the new year with the best of quarter horse racing. Los Alamitos' next opening night is set for Saturday, December 30th. The opening program will feature the holiday handicap, plus our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add 10000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. Also, our congratulations to our meet's leading rider, Cruz Mendez, Edgar Pieres, and Ricardo Ramirez. Leading trainers, Jose Flores, Angela Aquino, and Jesus Aranga. And leading owners, Ed Allred, Aquino, Aranga, and Battleborn Racing. And while we're closed for live racing, we'll be open for daytime simulcasting, including the big opening day program at Santa Anita on Tuesday, December 26th. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. Ring in the new year. Opening night of our live meet is Saturday, December 30th. Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Friday, the Friday before Christmas, and of course Christmas weekend coming up. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at the South Point Studios, the South Point Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip. We welcome you to the show, and of course we welcome all of our listeners and our watchers now worldwide through the many different streamings that we have, including this one, the South Point Studios website, where you go to YouTube, go to YouTube, and when you get on the South Point Studio page, hit subscribe, you'll see us and everything will be fine, and um, well, you'll hear us as well. And I got to tell you that um, certainly uh, it, we want to remind you that it's free. Subscription is free. Just want to get a count on you guys out there, that's for sure. And we welcome all of our listeners from our uh, studio home base uh, on our radio station, KSHP 1400 uh, Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. Folks here listening over the airwaves there. And, of course, on our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. We got them all, and uh, you can hear us streaming there. And, of course, you can get your app, the KSHP app, for your devices, your iPhone, Android. Put it on there. You can hear us. And and, and anywhere else you get uh, podcasting because we're all over the place. Anyhow, however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Friday show as we ramp up for the big holiday weekend. And, of course, after that, nonstop right to New Year's Eve. That's for sure. 
our programming schedule now for the week here for Race Day Simply Put. We're going to be here, obviously, tomorrow. We will not be here. We will not have a show on Sunday, Christmas Eve, nor obviously a show on Christmas Day, Monday. But with Santa Anita opening the day after Christmas, we're going to crank right in here on Tuesday, a day that we're normally off with our regular schedule, but we'll be here on Tuesday, okay? And uh, it'll be a special Santa Anita opening. And, of course, Aqueduct will be back running. Oaklawn will be back running. A lot of the tracks that are taking a little holiday sabbatical, they'll all be back in the gear the day after Christmas. So we'll be here, too, on that Tuesday. And then we'll go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as we often do. Sunday, of course, New Year's Eve. And we will be here on Monday, New Year's Day, because horse racing has a big New Year's Day uh, docket as well. And so we'll be here for that. So uh, after Christmas on Tuesday, we'll go right through the first day of the new year. We will take, obviously, the uh, Tuesday off. And uh, we're going to also take the Wednesday off. We won't be here on the 3rd of uh, January. And then we'll come back on Thursday and back to our regular schedule of Wednesday through Sunday. And, of course, all the air times, 7 a.m. Pacific time, right after you hear all that goody uh, news and sponsorship at the top of the show. So that's how we're framing it for uh, the uh, next week and a half. We hope you'll enjoy it, and that's for sure. We hope you enjoy the holiday as well. It's gearing up here in Las Vegas, Nevada, with all the bowl games going on, the NFL in crunch time this weekend. Three games on Christmas Day. How about that for a little bit of uh, diversion after opening all the presents, etc.? So we got a lot happening here at the uh, South Point, certainly in this race and sports book, and we're happy to be here with them. All right, now listen. Weather here is going to change a little bit, okay? The weather here in Las Vegas. We had there's rain going through Southern California. We got the rain that's coming through here. Today, they say we have a 40% chance of rain here in Las Vegas. Right now, it's 53 degrees. And believe it or not, we're going to top out at 57. So because of all the rain and, and all the clouds, etc., the temperature uh, change is not going to be drastic from the lows to the highs today. Now, as far as moving into the weekend, this, this storm, this front should be making its way through. And then it's going to get to the Midwest and the East Coast, which could be crazy for the folks there for uh, the holiday. But for us here, about 6% chance of rain tomorrow with a high of 64. It gets up to 64. And then on Christmas Eve, Sunday, uh, we're going to start out with about the same in the morning, about uh, 60 degrees, et cetera, and uh, topping out at uh, 50. Actually, uh, I should say in the morning, it'll be in the 40s, early, uh, low 50s. And then we're going to top out 58 on uh, Christmas Eve. Get those shopping in. But you might want to stay off the streets here today because it's going to be a little crazy with the wetness out there. As far as the rest of the country is concerned, uh, Arizona is going to get that uh, that uh, storm that's moving through California here. Arizona is going to make its way to the East Coast. Otherwise, uh, pretty clear before it gets there, pretty clear afterwards. But the only thing in between that is another storm system that's making its way through the Midwest. So we'll wait and see what happens as far as track conditions for the racetracks that are available today. All righty. Well, yesterday, uh, our handicapper for football, Rich Ang, gave us a winner with the Rams minus four. They won by 10. So that gets us a winner in the NFL. And of course, our handicappers for horse racing today will include Rich Ang, by the way. He has a special Simo selection sheet for today that you can get at the racedaylasvegas.com websites. It's a simulcast sheet for simulcast racing. Uh, he picks uh, horses, about four or five, six horses, I think, on the sheet for uh, racetracks around the country. He's got that for you today. Of course, Jonathan Hardoon will be along with us uh, with his uh, selections, both at Gulfstream, etc. John Lendo has a Gulfstream sheet, so we'll get a pick out of him as well. And Jerry J will have his third installment into uh, helping people understand the odds in racing and how to um, maximize the wagering uh, in those races with uh, favorites, etc. To maximize your bet to return. Uh, very interesting conversations we had the last two days with jo- uh, Jerry Jackowitz, and uh, Jerry will conclude that three uh, three segments today. All right. Want to remind everybody tomorrow, Gulfstream Park will have a mandatory payoff in their pick six and uh, four stakes races there. Fairgrounds will have eight stakes races tomorrow that include the Gunrunner for two-year-olds. That race has 10 Kentucky Derby points for the leaderboard in it, and that'll be the last race, of course, of the year uh, before we turn the calendar to January, and these two-year-olds actually become three-year-olds, and then everybody puts the spotlight on them. So I have a busy show ahead. Uh, We're going to go to our first break. Don't go away. We'll be right back on the Race Day Las Vegas show from the South Point Studios here. Go to South Point Studios on the YouTube and hit subscribe. We'll be right back. Ho, ho, ho. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? 
South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Friday before Christmas. And uh, I can only tell you this. Uh, he'll be, here's another story that I'm sure Jonathan will have a comment on. The ongoing story about Forte and whether he's going to get the win in the hopeful when he was a two-year-old, now that he's retired or not. That's the question. Now, a New York State Supreme Court judge granted the connections of Forte a temporary restraining order against the New York State Gaming Commission from enforcing the penalties associated with the positive test for the banned substance in the horse's post-race following his 2022 hopeful victory at Saratoga. Are you ready for that? In any case, I am sure Jonathan will have a thought or two about that. But right now, we're going to go to your racing menu for today and uh, remind you, as we always do, that the uh, first post-time we broadcast on this menu each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone. That's where we're at here. These will be the first post times that roll out in our race books right behind us here at the South Point. So therefore, the first post times on this racing menu each and every day reflect the start time, the first post times in the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in the Pacific Time Zone on KSHP 107.1 FM here at the studios, however, no problem. But you might be listening in many different time zones across the world. So if you are, adjust the first post times from whatever post time you're in to the Pacific time zone. These are Pacific time zone first post times. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Okay, here we go. Here's the menu for today. We begin with Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has uh, nine races today. They have a pick six jackpot carryover there of $215,759. And remember, if nobody hits it, takes down that jackpot today, tomorrow it will be a mandatory payoff. The jackpot provision comes off, and all the money sitting there from the carryover today and the money bet into today will sit there as a big, big pot already added to all the money added tomorrow, and then all that money will be chopped up to the best tickets. You don't even have to have six. The best tickets will chop it all down tomorrow on the mandatory, but somebody's going to try to hit it today to get that jackpot. $215,759, nine races today at Gulfstream in a first post time of 9, 10 a.m. Laurel Park is next. Uh, Laurel Park has nine races. Their first post time is 9.25. They have a pick five carryover today. Not a jackpot, a regular pick five carryover at Laurel Park. $13,271 at Laurel in their pick five. Regular pick five. Now, they do have a pick six jackpot carryover. That's $4,366. You got nine races at Laurel in the first post time of 925. Then we go to Tampa Bay Downs in Florida. Tampa Bay Downs has a regular super high five carryover left over from the last racing card of $4,927. Not a jackpot, just a carryover. Super high five, 4927 they do have a pick six jackpot carryover. That jackpot carryover is $9,292. They have nine races today at Tampa Bay in a first post time of 9.30. Then we get to the fairgrounds where tomorrow, oh man, a big eight stakes race card on a big racing card tomorrow at the fairgrounds. Today they have nine races there at the, in New Orleans. Their pick six carryover, and it's not a jackpot, just a regular pick six carryover, $3,054 at the fairgrounds today in their pick six carryover. And uh, their first post time for nine races is at 1045. 
Then we get to Turfway Park in Florence, Kentucky. Turfway Park has nine races, and I'm going to tell you, they have full fields. They still have full fields at Turfway. Nine races today. They have a super high five carryover, 7,793 left over from the last uh, session. Super high five carryover, 7,793. And they got a pick six jackpot carryover of $38,664. Nine races, first post time, 255 at Turfway. And then next comes Penn National. We wrap it up with Penn National. Their super high five jackpot carryover, $2,453. That's right. Penn National's super high five jackpot carryover is that. Seven races today in the first post time at 3 p.m. Pacific. And that's your Friday menu for racing today around the country. All right. Time to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Just one little note. That Laurel Pick 5 will be their late Pick 5. They have two Pick 5s, an early Pick 5 and a late Pick 5. The carryover is in the late Pick 5. Now, uh, at Laurel, since they have two Pick 5s, if the first one carries over, does that go to the late or does that go to the first the next day? I think it goes to the next day. So, in other words, there was a carryover in the late Pick 5 yesterday that does not go to the early Pick 5. Today will go to the late Pick 5 today, right? Correct. All right. There's that uh, pick five bouncing ball for us. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Uh, big day. Well, people, like know, people like to know, Ralph, because oh, yeah. if they're playing, you know, they want to know where the carryovers are. Absolutely. Week, you know, yeah. We're going to let them know everything we know. We will let them know. Yes. And sometimes that knowledge is good. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, uh, Jonathan, uh, big day of racing tomorrow at the fairgrounds. I know you're going to be working on a, a handicapping sheet for fairgrounds tomorrow, right? Yeah. Since there's limited racing, we're going to do both Gulfstream and fairgrounds uh, online. Okay. Correct. And we will be going over some of the stakes on the show tomorrow. Yes, uh, especially uh, the uh, gun runner, because that is uh, the uh, stakes race tomorrow for two-year-olds that are going to be three-year-olds on the first day of January, but they're two-year-olds, but they, they, they will get, the winner will get a 10 points towards the leaderboard for the Kentucky Derby for three-year-olds next year. So it's, it's going to be an important race for two-year-olds, and uh, all the guys who normally enter horses in, in races like this have it. So we'll wait until tomorrow. Eight uh, two-year-olds have been uh, entered for the gun runner. And it's a $100,000 purse there as well. But we got racing today at uh, Gulfstream. And I, I got to ask you, uh, Jonathan, uh, real quick, as far as the weather conditions are concerned. Now, we know in Southern California that weather, I mean, it. Uh, they tell me that Ventura County in California is really getting hammered hard with floods and all that. So there's got to be quite a bit of moisture and rain falling in Southern California at Santa Anita. And uh, I saw a note, and I'm sure John Linda will have an update on this, where some of the training has been uh, preempted because of the rain in Southern California on the racetrack there. So let's hope we can get that rain through and everything, and it can dry off uh, real quick for um, uh, great racing on the day after Christmas. Yeah, you know, they don't ra- they don't even train on sealed tracks anymore in Southern California. That's their new rule. So uh, if it's going to rain, they're probably going to cancel. And uh, God forbid they cancel uh, the opening day uh, Santa Anita. That would be a mess. I don't think they're going to do that. But you can never tell. Uh, you can just never tell about that. That's for sure. All right. What about the uh, the, the newest twist of the Forte saga? It's ridiculous. I mean, why are we even talking about it anymore? Does it matter? The horse is retired. He's going to breeding. I mean, you know, it's just nonsense. And why these things go on for years and years and years, it's ridiculous. I mean, they have to figure out a way to to get these horses, get the penalties or whatever they plan on doing and, and do it right away. You can't wait two years or three years. It's, you know, the same thing with Baffert and Justify or whatever it was. The, the case last week, you know, uh, when they uh, declared Boltioro the, the winner. How many years after that did that happen? I mean, you know, it's crazy. You can't just keep pushing, kicking the can down the road. But that's the way the justice uh, system works in this country. And uh, they continue to get away with it. But they really should try to figure out a way to uh, resolve these issues a lot quicker than they do. Yeah, like uh, give the power of adjudication to the officials at the racetrack, good or bad, and that's it, case closed, the end. Uh, I right. will. Yeah, and it's really that simple. I mean, it's, it's just uh, common sense to do that. But then we have our judicial system here in America, that's for sure. All right, Jonathan, what do you say uh, we get a horse uh, uh, at uh, Gulfstream? 
Okay, let's look at the seventh race today, Ralph. It's a mile in the main track, and I like the number two horse in here, Black Belt. Uh, this is a five-year-old gelding from the Peter Walder barn. Peter Walder has two horses in this race. Paco Lopez rides. He's listed at four to one on the morning line. The big favorite in the race, number four, Dynamic One, a five-year-old from the Todd Pletcher barn, has not been out since September 3rd of 2022. Hmm. Uh, playing a horse like that at six to five, uh, tough to swallow. I like the number two horse in here, Black Belt. Fires every time. Paco Lopez, who had four winners yesterday, climbs back aboard today. Number two, Black Belt, wins today seventh race out at Gulfstream. Paco Lopez, boy, he does so well there in, in uh, Florida and at Gulfstream Park. Uh, and uh, he got that uh, he got that last race win off a of disqualification, I understand. The horse that won was yeah. a huge, huge price, but came out so much in the stretch. Yeah. Came out so much and came out in the stretch. But it was, a, it was the right takedown. You can't complain about it. It's not like last week's situation in New York. This horse deserves to come down, and he came down. Yeah, and gave uh, Paco his uh, fourth win on the day. Let's see if we can get uh, at least one win on today, and, and that, of course, in the uh, seventh race with number two, Black Belt, the two in the seventh race. Now, you have uh, just the Gulfstream sheet today? That's all. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll have third rounds and uh, golf strings. All right, good. Well, uh, we'll let you uh, get back to your morning uh, coffee and, and uh, routine, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. I guess we're going to go to our next break, and when we come back, we got Rich Ang. Don't forget, Richie gave us that winner in the uh, Rams uh, win last night at SoFi Stadium. Uh, no football games on Tocket uh, on on the docket for Rich today, but uh, he has a special simulcast sheet for everybody out there in horse racing. We'll talk to him a little bit about that as well. Don't go away. South Point Studio at YouTube. Subscribe. We'll be back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Dear racing fans, your friends at Los Alamitos Racecourse thank you, the wonderful Thoroughbred LA listeners, for your continued support and wish you the happiest of holiday seasons and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to ring in the new year with the best of quarter horse racing. Los Alamitos' next opening night is set for Saturday, December 30th. The opening program will feature the holiday handicap, plus our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add $10,000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. Also, our congratulations to our meet's leading ride. Cruz Mendez, Edgar Pieres, and Ricardo Ramirez. Leading trainers, Jose Flores, Angela Aquino, and Jesus Aranga. And leading owners, Ed Allred, Aquino, Aranga, and Battleborn Racing. And while we're closed for live racing, we'll be open for daytime simulcasting, including the big opening day program at Santa Anita on Tuesday, December 26th. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. Ring in the new year. Opening night of our live meet is Saturday, December 30th. Alrighty, back on the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for Friday. Time to bring in Rich Ang. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, now, Rich, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you gave us the Rams yesterday, and that was a winner. And uh, you had a lean, though, towards another football game that actually won as well, didn't you? Yeah, in the last night's game in Florida between uh, uh, Syracuse and South Florida, it was the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, I didn't make an official pick, so I won't take credit for uh, winning selection, but I said strong lean towards South Florida if you have to play the football game because it was basically a home game for them. And uh, I had mentioned that the two teams were going in opposite directions. 
South Florida uh, had overcome a one eleven season last uh, two years ago to go six and six. Syracuse fired their coach, so it was an easy win, forty five nothing. I didn't expect that kind of blowout, oh. but clean. Uh, and the Rams, uh, the Rams uh, almost blew the cover like they did the, the week before against Washington. They opened up a big lead, Ralph. And yeah. They're moving the ball up and down with Stafford, but uh, almost a backdoor cover. But I'm glad, I'm glad we covered that with the Rams too. Thirty twenty twenty two. The only time that you really were concerned about that backdoor cover is when uh, New Orleans scored that uh, monster long play and got a touchdown within a matter of what thirty seconds a minute. And you thought to yourself, uh-oh, you know, if they took a while to make that score, then uh, the, the Rams could have run out the uh, clock. But uh, the Rams did get a couple of first downs and did do just that, run out the clock. So they won by 10, and the uh, spread was, what, four? Did it end up at four? It was four, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the Rams did what good teams do, Ralph, at the end of the game. There yeah. was about three, five left on the clock, and they never turned the ball back over. They, they as you said, got two first downs. Ran out the clock. That's the best defense to play is when your offense stays on the field. Yeah, not even a question about that. All right, Rich, um, there is a, a football game, a college football game today, a bowl game, the Gasparilla Bowl, and uh, that's in uh, Raymond James, Florida, and Tampa, Florida, and it features uh, Central Florida against Georgia Tech. I'll ask you a thought. Yeah, we had an angle on the game. Uh, b- both teams are 6-6. Uh, six and six. Uh, Central Florida just joined the uh, the Big 12 Conference, believe it or not. I think a lot of folks kind of overlook that. So they're going to be in uh, deep water uh, moving forward against some of those teams in that conference. But uh, it's uh, uh, Central Florida's favored by 5, 5.5. But the angle I like more is the total, Ralph. It's at 67. Uh, I like over the total. That means I need 10 touchdowns in the game. But uh, both teams run what they call RPO offenses. There's a lot of running. The quarterbacks are uh, mobile and will either throw or pass, depending on what the defense gives them. But uh, the angle for me is both defenses, quite frankly, stink. They give up uh, close to like 30 points, 30 plus points a game. I think the ball's going to be moving up and down the field. So let's go over 67 in the Gasparilla Bowl between UFC and Georgia Tech. I got to tell you, Richie, uh, when you when you talk about having to get 10 touchdowns to win uh, the over, uh, the one thing it guarantees is if you're going to win, it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, I hope it's exciting. And, of course, the angle, uh, especially in college football, Ralph, with playing totals and over is – you don't mind if the game goes to overtime because then those additional points go into the total as far as the bookmaking is concerned. So if this game goes like 31-31 uh, into overtime, that means you're going to win. Most yeah, likely. That's, a, that's a nice feeling, that's for sure. Well, Rich, we got that uh, football game out of the way, but today you did something special for the subscribers of your service. And by the way, you can get Richie's sheet for today as you can every Southern California Racing Day at the racedaylasvegas.com website. Just go there and click on Richie's icon on the page. You get right to it. Uh, but because we don't have any Southern California racing, and quite frankly, uh, racing at a limited amount right now all across the country, you decided to put together for the uh, horse players out there a simulcast sheet, which means that you uh, comb the country at the racetracks that are available today and look for specific plays at those racetracks. And that's what you have today, right? The simul play sheet? Yeah, I have some angles that I like to handicap and and play horses, uh, you know, throughout the country. I take a look at all the tracks and try to, you know, uh, pick out uh, cherry pick spots, Ralph. And uh, I'd like to share one of them with your listeners today. And uh, it's going to be at Elstream Park in the fifth race. It's a mile on the grass. And uh, I like the number one horse, Flying Black. This horse just got claimed by Victor Barbosa. But I like the rail draw at a mile. I read Ortiz. I think it'll get a nice pocket trip and uh, shows a lot of late kicks. So let's go uh, in race five, Gulfstream Park, 25 win place, two for the ROI number one. Flying Black with I read Ortiz up. Well, you know, Irad Ortiz got to Southern uh, Nevada. I mean, Southern Nevada, uh, Southern Florida. Uh, uh, late uh, after the uh, championship meet started. But, boy, I mean, he got there, and he caught up right away, and now he's the leading rider there at the championship meet. So I read Ortiz Jr., uh, definitely a, a very talented jockey for sure. He rides your number one, Flying Black. Fifth race, the one, Flying Black, is uh, Richie's play in the fifth at Gulfstream. And, Richie, between you and Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, came, Jonathan came in the seventh race with the two. The sixth race only has seven horses in it. So if you wanted to do a pick three, you could take your fifth race horse, the one, 
to the sixth race, all, to the seventh race, two. And if you guys bookend uh, the uh, pick three there, a dollar uh, pick three will cost you seven bucks, and uh, certainly it should pay off more than that. So maybe that's what we'll do on the race day show. We'll take the fifth race, the one, sixth race, all, seventh race, the two. But in the fifth race, your selection is the one flying black. And then, uh, you know, maybe we can parlay it to the uh, football game. <laughs> you know, I, I love the selections from all the handicappers, uh, Jonathan and John and Jerry, and sometimes uh, some special guests like Bob Mazursky and so forth. They do a great job in the you know, Ernie uh, Perry from Woodbine. So, yeah, really good handicappers on the show, Ralph. All I can tell you, Richie, is I, all of you, and certainly you're included, all of the handicappers on this show I would put up against handicappers and horse racing on any other show and any other uh, outlet or vehicle that uh, provides this type of service. You guys work hard. I know you do. You guys are talented in what you do, and you bet your money on what you say. And that's uh, that's the good housekeeping seal of approval for players out there who are going to risk our money as well. Can't win them all. We understand that. Nobody can. But you guys do a yeoman's job, that's for sure. One more thing now. You know, we're, yes, all, we're all sitting here in anticipation. We're waiting for Christmas Day. You know, the gift that horse players open the day after Christmas is Santa Anita, and we need some material to start... Uh, I guess, formulating ideas on opening day at uh, Santa Anita. So the Racing Bible is the daily racing form. Now, we know that a lot of the books are going to be closed, obviously, on Christmas Day, uh, the horse books, anyhow. And so that will leave uh, folks wondering if they have to wait till early the day after Christmas morning to get their hands on the opening day uh, Santa Anita Western form. Give us a hint on what's going on with that. Well, Ralph, using one of your terms, uh, God willing, and the creek don't rise, uh, we will print the Tuesday racing forum, which is highlighted by Santa Anita's opening day. Uh-huh. We'll print that on Saturday night, and that'll be delivered overnight. should be in the race books on Sunday. So uh, if uh, you uh, go to your local race book and the supervisor's not 100% sure where it is, well, it should be delivered, uh, 99.9% uh, sure of that. So Sunday, you should be able to get the Tuesday racing form for Santa Anita. All right. I want to remind everybody out there that here at the South Point, the book will be open on Sunday, Christmas Eve, with two racetracks. Just two racetracks are running on Sunday, Christmas Eve. That's Gulfstream Park and Tampa Bay. Both the Florida tracks will be running. So it will be open, and you guys can come on in. I'd say maybe, uh, what do you say, about 10 o'clock in the morning they should be here? Yeah, have a cup of coffee and uh, get some breakfast and, uh, you know, yeah, saunter on in. Maybe make a couple of bets on the Florida tracks. Yeah. Pick up the form and uh, then enjoy Christmas. All right. So the racing forms will be here in uh, Las Vegas on Christmas Eve morning for opening day Tuesday. And a whole lot of other racetracks will be back aboard on Tuesday, the day after Christmas. The racing form, everybody needs one. You know that. It's uh, kind of uh, our safety valve, that's for sure. And, of course, we compare the information on the racing farm to all of our handicappers as well. So I want to thank you so much, uh, Richie. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, Ralph, and good luck, everybody. All right, you got it, my man. When we come back, we still have our two late guys. You you know who they are, John and Jerry. John Lindo will be with us uh, momentarily. Don't go away. You're watching, you're listening uh, to the Race Day Las Vegas Friday racing program from the South Point Studios. YouTube, South Point Studios, hit subscribe. The friends at Los Alamitos Race Course, thank you. The wonderful Thoroughbred LA listeners for your continued support and wish you the happiest of holiday seasons and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to ring in the new year with the best of quarter horse racing. Los Alamitos' next opening night is set for Saturday, December 30th. The opening program will feature the Holiday Handicap, plus our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add $10,000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. Also, our congratulations to our meet's leading riders, Cruz Mendez, Edgar Pieres and Ricardo Ramirez. Leading trainers Jose Flores, Angela Aquino, and Jesus Aranga. And leading owners Ed Allred, Aquino, Aranga, and Battleborn Racing. And while we're closed for live racing, we'll be open for daytime simulcasting, including the big opening day program at Santa Anita on Tuesday, December 26th. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. Ring in the new year. Opening night of our live meet is Saturday, December 30th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. 
For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Back on the Race Day Las Vegas Show for our final segment featuring John Lindo and Jerry Jackwich. And I'm going to tell you right now, you want to know how much of a trooper our handicappers are for you, the listeners out there? John Lindo's in his car parked in the airport in Southern California waiting to pick up his son. Of course, he's getting ready to do... uh, holiday stuff with the family. So, John, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Ralphie. Yeah, we've done the show from a lot of different places yep. on the phone, so this is a little bit different. Now, uh, I just want to preface by saying and make sure everybody understands you are parked in the parking lot. You're not driving <laughs> while you're you're doing this, right? No, I'm in the cell phone lot here, so uh, don't worry. We're legally doing this the right way. All right, my man. Well, now, we, uh, Rich Ang just told us that the racing forms for Tuesday's opening day at Santa Anita will be here at the, uh, at, at the South Point Racebook and certainly other racebooks here uh, on Christmas Eve morning. Uh, they're del- be delivered at Christmas Eve morning. And so with the two Florida tracks running on Christmas Eve, people can come in and, and there'll be somebody in the book to get them a, a racing form. But uh, it's got to be really exciting uh, getting closer and closer to opening day at Santa Anita with all those stakes races. But the, now the question is, is Mother Nature going to be a, a cog in the wheel? <laughs> well, we should be fine on opening day Tuesday. It's getting there. That's been the problem, Ralph. We were The track was closed we, uh, Wednesday, and because it was closed Wednesday, because of the rain, uh, Thursday they were not allowed to work, and then the storm came in last night again. So the track was closed again today which means they cannot work again tomorrow. So hopefully uh, there will be workers allowed on the main track at Santa Anita on Sunday. That'll be after four days of no works going into opening day next Tuesday. So it's not ideal. Uh, Hopefully all the work was done on those horses that want to go opening day. We will enter today for opening day Tuesday, and we'll see what kind of field sizes we have for that opening day card. Hopefully uh, everything goes well. and We're supposed to be done with this weather after today so we should be good going into tuesday yeah i was watching some of the news uh, this morning of weather and it said uh, that uh, ventura county ventura was being flooded out that that the rain had uh, the concentration of rain really kind of centered over that and of course you know with the these rainstorms you never know how far the concentration of heavy rain will be anywhere along the line we're going to get a residual of uh, what you guys have uh, experienced uh, throughout today but uh, our weather says uh, we're going to be clearing up by tomorrow. If that's the case, you guys will be clearing up by sometime uh, end of today. Yeah, I think so. We're supposed to get maybe a scattered shower or two today, but basically most of it's gone. We had a lot of wind last night, and uh, there were some trees down around where I live in Carlsbad and some roads that were having to be uh, work around some of the debris. But uh, it was just a real brief but strong storm. So uh, I don't think we got more than a half of an inch of rain. So it's not like there was a, a ton of rain down here we'll just have to see how it impacts the training of these horses going into opening day well john uh all i can say is that uh, we won't wish you uh safe travels in the airport there and hope there's not too much of a delay you know they're talking about uh all uh, the highest uh, volume of uh, travelers uh, this year are going to be going through the airports and on the highways and all that in the next couple of days so let's uh, get uh, let's get them home and in into your car uh, at scheduled time and so you don't have to sit there all day waiting for somebody to come in on the plane. <laughs> but you do you did uh, do a Gulfstream sheet for today. You have a Linda report for Gulfstream today. And uh, tomorrow, I would imagine you're going to do Gulfstream again, right? Yeah, we've got full coverage of, of Gulfstream Park all weekend over at the South Point. So that'll be all set to go. And, uh, uh, again, the weather should be good down there. A little slight chance of rain tomorrow at Gulfstream and Sunday. 
but I don't think it's going to affect anything down there at all. Well, uh, John, let's uh, let's see if we can get a winner here uh, on uh, Gulfstream Park for uh, this uh, Friday. I'm going to take on John Hardoon in the seventh race today at Gulfstream Park. I like number one, and let me make sure I got the name out here, Picking Up Pennies. This is a horse that runs very well fresh, coming off a little bit of a layoff, drops out of the stakes races, so he gets back on Lasix today, likes the one-term miles, and he's got a tactical speed edge on the favorite dynamic one. Five to one on the program, number one, picking up pennies, race number seven, Gulfstream Park. Well, let's see if we can pick up some bucks today with number one, picking up pennies, uh, the one horse in the seventh race, Edgar Zayas aboard, and he does well down there in Florida as well. John Lendo's pick in the seventh race, the one. And, uh, John, uh, we hope you are safe in your travels today and, and can uh, avoid uh, any of the puddles and all that uh, stuff out there uh, in your travels home. And, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow somewhere, I, I, probably in your car or whatever again, huh? <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll be back home uh, tomorrow. I'll be all set up there. We'll be back to normal and uh, get back to you know, everything else. And I know you guys will be fast and firm in the race book today. Yes, we will. It's always fast, firm in our race books here. That's for sure, John. Uh, be safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it, Ralph. Good luck today. All right. Now, uh, as we wait for Jerry Jackowitz uh, to show up to give us his third installment in uh, how to uh, wager on races that uh, can produce the best return for your money and how to spread those out, and certainly not only that, but he was uh, talking, uh, he, he told us that yesterday he was previewing where he's going to talk about uh, what uh, you do with pick threes and pick fours, et cetera, like a lot of us. I really like to play pick fives, uh, pick fours, pick threes, etc. But Jerry's not too sharp on that. He thinks uh, there might be a way of approaching it with his basic strategy of bet the race. If you're right, get the money out of the race. That's uh, Jerry's philosophy. So we'll wait, and uh, when he gets uh, gets to us uh, in about a minute and a half, we'll, we'll get that. Now, here's what uh, we got set up for today, believe it or not, with our handicappers. So we have a uh, race day Las Vegas Sirocco play kind of pick three today with the way it laid out. As I said, in the fifth race, Richie came uh, at Gulfstream with the one horse. Then then the sixth race only has uh, seven horses. So you're doing all there. And in the seventh race now, because we have two selections at, in the same race for the handicappers, that $1 base bet of $7 for this uh, particular bet will now increase to 14 because we got to double it up in the seventh race. So it'll be one all and then one two. One in the fifth, all in the sixth, and then one two in the seventh. A dollar away will give you a bet of $14. And, and just in case our boys are right, we get it done. Now, on a different note, as you know, when two handicappers come into the same race, we call that a Sirocco play on the show. And that was produced today with John and uh, Jonathan and John. So Jonathan and John both came in the same race. So in the seventh race, the Sirocco play, where you box the exacta, either way, that's the box. And so in that seventh race, the Sirocco play is one, two, two, one. So we got a few plays going on at Gulfstream Park. Uh, and uh, we will get to Jerry Jackowitz as soon as he gets set up there for uh, today's installment of his thoughts on the races, that's for sure. And we will wait for Jerry. In the meantime, I want to remind everybody out there that we won't have a show on Sunday. We will be back on Tuesday. Tuesday, of course, is the uh, opening of Santa Anita. We'll be back on a special Tuesday show. And then we'll roll right through until New Year's Day and then take a couple of days off after that. I think Jerry might be almost ready to go. So why don't we bring in Jerry, if we can, on the race day show for this Friday. Jerry, good morning. Good Good morning, well, Ralph. Let well, me just get this a little better set up so I can look directly in the camera. You're doing all right. That's fine. You got, you're you okay. There you go. That's good. Not bad. Good stuff there, buddy. Unfortunately, the door is open. It's sort of in front of my Jeremy Shaka ear. Uh, well, sure. you know, we were waiting for you to get that uh, fresh cup of coffee you just walked in with. But in any case... We were talking about uh, the how you how you wager in races to to try to maximize horses with, that are have shorter odds, but can uh, in a right way of uh, playing those races. If you're right, uh, you get a maximum uh, of more odds than the actual uh, win price is. And you went through over right. that. You went over that pretty well uh, in the last two days. But when you left yesterday, you said you were going to talk about uh, how you approach pick threes, pick fours, and pick fives because you're not really enamored with those bets. Well, I'm not enamored the way most people are. Typically, people say, well, pick three gets a premium. In other words, if you bet three two-to-one shots in a row, you'd get a little more than you would uh, normally expect to. The fact of the matter is, is that 
it's there's a lot of decay in the calculation and it's not exactly correct. So if you have a, a two to one shot by it's about a 33% chance or 0.33 chance of winning the race. If you multiply 0.33 times 0.33 times 0.33, you realize you're at it about 30 to one. So, but if you, if you, if you bet two to one and then parlay it to two to one and then two to one, you don't quite make that, that 30 to one payoff. So it's not, um, it's not the overlay people think it is. It is relative to, uh, simple math, but when you start to do real real probability calculations, your price of, your expected price is actually less than your probability. So the pick threes though have tremendous leverage in them compared to daily double or compared to an, a single bet. And what I like to do when I play is I like to take my handicapping directly to a play. If the play wins, I want to cash. So let's say, for example, you have three races coming up in a row in the first race or second race. I really like a horse. I like a horse a lot, enough to make him what I call a strong opinion, and I can go ahead and bet him. And you say two to one or three to one or four to one, some price like that. The two races, or actually three races around the horse, are the ones that make up the interesting bet now, the interesting um, horizontal wager. Let's stay with just a pick three because it's simple. Okay. Simpler. So if I have one play that's really strong and the other two are sort of, I like maybe a couple of favorites in one race and another race is totally random, I have a beautiful pick three set up where I bet my horse that I like so much, I always bet him to win in the first leg, let's say. But now in the pick three, I bet my horse into three or four horses that I think really are going to capture that race into the random race, which would be an all. So if we were doing, let's say, three races where we had, say, eight, 10, and 10 horses, that would be a $40 bet. Oh, look at that. We just came across a $40 bet again. And in this case, what I'm doing is I'm postponing collecting my win bet in the first leg to the second leg where I have at least four horses or three very strong horses that I feel just are going to dominate the race. And the leverage then comes in the next race where I think as a good handicapper that it's really going to be hard for anybody to pick the winner. And I'm betting that to be random. But just to be extra sure, I'll take my first horse, my key horse, into my four-horse spread and then use the favorites in the last leg, a couple, you know, three or four horses. So I'll bump my bet from $40, maybe up to $56 if I use four horses so that I have a little extra money on the favorites in the last race. So if God forbid the favorite wins the, the random race, at least I have to pick three a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll have it for three or maybe $4. So it, it'll take some of the sting out of it, but that'll be a terrible result. What I'm really looking for is a, a 10 to one or a 15 to one shot to upset in that third one. But that's how, you, you know, that's how I bring randomness in. One of the ways I bring randomness in to my play using the pick three and use my, what I think is superior handicapping to build the key off of. You could also do that in the middle. You could have the the four horses in the first leg and the randoms in the third leg or vice versa. You could shift them all around. But tip, what I'm really still doing is I'm making a solid win bet on the horse I like best in any of the three legs. There's never a wrong time to take three horses in a row and just bet a $2 pick three on any. That's that's always okay to do, uh, particularly if you're using some price horses. That's, you know, I don't want to discourage somebody from taking a shot for $2 to see if they can get a big bonanza. Sure, why not? But that's that's sort of a separate thing. But we're talking about betting a bankroll. We have $100,000, $200,000 in that bankroll, and we're starting to take pieces of it, $40 or $50, to make to make our statement. That statement has to be based on really good handicapping ideas and fair value, fair value or premium value, where I call a pop-out key. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I give out on the show, I say a pop-out key, and just real quickly, what is that? It's a horse I like, no more than than any other horse, but I like him enough to bet him, and his morning line is greater than the probability I think he has. That's all. So, so Gary, I say pop 
Let me ask you this, Jerry, because we've got about a minute left uh, before we have to start wrapping up. But a lot of people, when they look at a pick three or pick four, they'll find a race uh, where there's maybe four or five horses in there, and there's like a horse that they know is going to be one to five, and they look at that race as the race that you can single and pass on so you can uh, build uh, you know, uh, multiples on either side of it. And yet uh, a lot of people say that's a race that you should look for another horse along with it because if that horse upsets that big prohibitive favorite, your pick three, pick four, or pick five will uh, increase, explode exorbitantly if you connect the rest of the dots. If you're going to use a one to five shot, you should use it in a much bigger a bigger spread, like a pick four, pick five, or pick six, not in a pick three, first of all. Right. Um, to make people use it, you're just going to get deep premium. Sure, always taking a shot against the one to five is worth a lot of money. And we've talked about one of the best examples, for example, is betting the horse you like over an odds-on horse. That's one of the greatest payoffs in, 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 in horse racing. Uh, I've had this discussion with numerous people, and they're always, like, amazed. But, you know, if my four-to-one shot wins the race, I'm getting $10. If the one-to-two shot comes in second, I should get $10.50. That's what the exactor should be, but it'll be around 20 bucks. Yeah. So because after the, the after my four to one shot wins, the one to the one to two becomes one to ten against the rest of the field. So yeah, I mean betting against an odds on horse is always a good idea, but you know, let's let's face it, a, a pick three or pick four or pick five are hard to hit in the other races. It's yeah. not a sure thing that you're going to, you know, the more races you bring in, the more randomness you, you're going to be exposed to. And that so is So I like betting one to fives or one to twos in in one sp- particular spot right. rather than overspreading. And that is a, a, exactly why a lot of people, uh, you know, if they buy into just getting through that race with the favorite, they can build with long shots on either side and try to make it happen. But there's different philosophies, that's for sure. And it's been really nice for this week with the lack of all of the major racetracks out there that aren't running that we usually cover with our handicappers to afford an opportunity with you to, to start talking a little bit about these, uh, you know, these uh, betting uh, systems, the, these betting philosophies, and trying to make our our listeners better players as well. Look, we got to wrap up, but I know that you'll be back with us tomorrow, and we'll see what you have to say then. In the meantime, we sure. have. In the meantime, there's only one more thing you have to say, and you know what it is. Have a great race day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>